Hello, we're back. Unexplained Oregon is back. Hello, Christine. Hi, Kim. I'm so glad we're here today. I am too. I'm actually been really looking forward to this. Uh, we're going to do a fun one for you this week. <laughs> yeah, we decided to do a little bit less of a serious episode and we've come up with cases from other places. And not only that, we decided to put a little spin on it and surprise each other with a case from another place. So there's a lot going on here because to find another case from another place that you have not heard about is a really difficult thing. And I started to get kind of panic about it midweek when I didn't have one. And so I actually have three different cases. I feel the same way before we started recording. I was like, we were talking about how hard it was and I didn't think it would be that hard, but we talk about so many different things together all the time. So many different cases that it was actually pretty challenging to find one that I wanted to talk about that yeah. I thought you would like, but also one that I really like that you haven't exactly. heard of. Like I, I know. Yeah. For sure. So I'm excited. I'm excited to hear about your case. But before we go there, you're going to let everybody know about our Instagram. We have, you've been working so hard on it, Aww. right? Posting yes. every week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Our Instagram is unexplained or we have our Facebook page, unexplained Oregon. We have our Gmail, unexplained Oregon at gmail.com. If you like what you're listening to, you want to hear more, you have any suggestions, any feedback, just jump on one of those, you know, outlets and, and let us know. Definitely give us a rate and a review. That's uh, what we need going on. And pass the word on. If you like what you're hearing, pass it on to a friend. For sure. So do you want me to go first with my case? Or do, before we get going that, we were just going to kind of talk about our week and what we had going on this week. I had a crazy busy week. I feel like I've said that to you since March. Like every week has been crazy busy. Not complaining. I'm still loving staying busy. But we're moving into one of my most favorite times, which is fall and the leaves are starting to fall, and Halloween is going to not happen. Like, have you heard that? That, like, <laughs> there's no trick-or-treaters this year? What am I going to do? I live in a little community town where trick-or-treating is a huge thing, man. It goes, you know, from 5 till 9, and I love opening the door and passing out the candy, and I just don't know if I'm going to do that this year. I, I hear they've called it off. What have you heard? I've kind of read different things too, but more like, I guess I haven't paid a lot of attention to, um, you know, it's on Saturday this year. So I'm kind of thinking like, it falls on a weekend. What kind of fun adult things can I do? I'm so out of like, the kid part of Halloween. And we don't get as many trick or treaters as I thought we would oh. where we're at. Like, I, yeah, I, I totally thought you would. Yeah, we don't. And and now people trick or treat and they drop their kids off and like drive around too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or they do the trunken treat where they all meet at a parking lot and trick or treat out of each other's trunks. Anyway, I don't think I'm going to hand out candy this year. I might put a bowl out there at the end of my driveway 
and say have at it. It's kind of strange. I mean, it it goes along with wrapping up the strangest uh, summer of our lives. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, I love, I'm with you, Kim. I love this time of year. The leaves are turning. I have some really pretty trees in my yard. They dump a shit ton of leaves. We have to spend hours cleaning them up. Yes. But it is like really a pretty time of year. And the weather is like, we were sitting outside yesterday, some friends and me just hanging. I was amazing. We could spend, I'm thinking it's mid October and we were still sitting outside, like enjoying the weather and we could sit out on the front porch last night and... Um, it's just starting to get cold, though, like that crispy, cold yeah. fall air. Definitely. Um, all the smoke is cleared out from your area. All the smoke right? is gone. We had yeah. a little bit of rain, Good. and that seemed to help. But, yeah, I haven't bought any pumpkins this year. I'm just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. Bring it on. I don't know. Yeah, Like, it's I such know. a weird time of year anyway with everything going on. I think people are worried about covid they're worried about the upcoming election i mean there's sort of this energy that halloween seems like such a a strange thing kind of this year but i'm sure we'll be watching something creepy right kim come on sure i definitely i've been looking (laughs) you know around this time it's always like this is the time you can find those movies yeah oh by the way um quick little side note i know we didn't talk about talking about this but i want to throw this in there that there are a lot of like creepy things on right now on I think it's it's either Hulu or Amazon has like a series Ooh. of movies right now in October but it's from Bloomhouse or Blumhouse have you ever heard of them or that I think he's so. either a director or a producer but it's B L U M H O U S E and you have seen the opening credits because it says Blumhouse and it's like a creepy Yes. Picture of an inside. It's like the beginning. You know what I'm talking about. Whenever you see that, though, you know it's going to be a good, scary movie. So they have okay. a series of movies right now that are on, I want to say it's Hulu. Prime, maybe? It could oh, be okay. Prime. So just look okay. for them. I don't remember the names of any of them. I've watched one so far, and it was pretty good. Um, Yay! So, yeah, it's that time of year. Awesome. It is that time of year, and we decided with this week, since we got kind of heavy with our last episode, uh, we talked about David Grubbs. I hope everyone tuned into that and listened to it. If you haven't, please go back and listen to our episode on David Grubbs. Definitely worth listening to, in my opinion. But we are going to surprise each other with a case from from another another place. place. And I'll go first. <laughs> I want to get it over with. <laughs> I'm nervous. Now the girl. test is. The, here's the real test to find out if we've heard so, of these cases. I know you've heard on one of the cases. Here's my problem. When I get to investigating, like I do most of this, you know, stuff online, right? I'm looking at YouTube and then, you know, reading everything. So what I have is really the internet in front of me. And it can take you down this horrible rabbit hole. (laughs) So (laughs) it's kind of what happened to me when we decided to do this. But I first found this case, the Ketty Cabin Murders. (laughs) Have you heard about it? Yes. I knew you've heard about it. I freaking knew you've heard about it. (laughs) And it just, what happened was, is I started to investigate this crime 
And I just thought, and then then I got so immersed in what happened that I just thought, okay, I'm going to talk about it anyway. So I'm going to briefly talk about my case, even though Christine has already heard about it. I love it, though. (laughs) It's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good one. I didn't want to lie and say that I haven't heard of it, but it's a good one. I'm glad. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I knew there wasn't going to be anything out there that you haven't (laughs) friggin' heard of, girl. I know you. So this, and you know... Again, what's creepy about this is it's unsolved, and that to me makes it more insane. It uh, is a case from 1981. It's a quadruple murder. What happened is the victims is Sue Sharp, her son John, who was 16, her daughter, who was 13 at the time, and John's friend, Dana Wingate, who was 17 at the time. Those were the people that were found murdered. What, what I thought was creepy about this case was the bodies were found the next morning, but inside the cabin in another room, there were three other people that didn't wake up during this crime at mm. all. And it was a very gruesome crime. And so anyway, just to go into it a little bit, it happened in cabin 28 in the Ketty Resort in Ketty, California. Okay. And the bodies were found by Sue Sharp's 14-year-old daughter. She had had plans the night before to go stay at the cabin adjacent to this home that her mother was renting. And she came back at 7 o'clock the next morning and found this gruesome sight in the living room of her mother. And at the time, Tina, one of the victims, her body wasn't in the cabin. They had no idea where she was at. So just horrible to come home to, you know, sleeping over from a friend's house and to find everybody Mm -hmm. in the cabin murdered. Really horrible. So Tina, the 13-year-old, her body remained missing and was found in 1984. So about three years after the crime, they eventually found her body. No charges were ever brought up on this case. And it it definitely is a case that, of course, Christine's heard about it, but it's, it's been covered on People, the ID channel, BuzzFeed Unsolved. I love them. And also, you might not know this, one of our most favorite movies, The Strangers, that was released in 2008 Mm -hmm. was said to have been loosely based around this crime. Cool. Do you remember that movie? I love that movie. Still my, like every time it's on, I watch that movie. Yeah. That's Uh, like, not because I have a crush on Scott Speedman, but because it's a really good movie and he's in it with Liv Tyler. Remember? Yeah. I love that movie. That's, that's like one of my favorite all time, like, movies if you haven't seen the strangers check it out it's a really good movie so really sad uh just a little backstory about this mom she was from connecticut it was said that she had separated from her husband and moved out to california she relocated where her brother was living at the time and she was renting this little cabin cabin 28 that was located in the rural sierra nevadas Like I said, her daughter had plans to stay the night at a friend's house, so she actually wasn't there. Upon returning home, she found everybody, and what she found was very gruesome. Uh, The three bodies that she found were bound by wire, 
two knives and one hammer were, was said to be used. I did read different accounts that uh, they couldn't find the knife at first. They, and then one account was they couldn't find the hammer at first. And one of those was later found. But when they found the knife, mm -hmm. uh, it was bent. Like So that tells you how gruesome it all went down in the living room. And what's even more crazy, in the room right next door, Sue's other son and his two friends were, or her two, her two other sons and their friend were sleeping in the room right next door hmm. and found unharmed. So that to me was really crazy. Anyway, I knew you had heard about this case and why I kind of went down on this rabbit hole and why I got so interested was... You know, the fact that these kids were in the room when this happened right. and didn't wake up, that, that to me is crazy. It still, it still has gone unsolved all these years. Sue was found lying in the living room, nude from the waist down, gagged with her own underwear. Pretty gruesome. This was, uh, you know, maybe someone that knew these people. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Um, she was stabbed in the chest. John's throat was slashed. Dana had, was strangled and had some some head injuries. There was some screaming heard around 1.30 a.m. in the morning, but from other than that, no one heard anything. No one saw anything. And this all went down in cabin 28, and no one knows anything. Oh, my gosh. Very creepy. Yeah. Very creepy. So I, I did go into some investigating about the Ketty Cabin murders, and I thought, I know, I know Christine's going to know about this case, because she knows about every case. <laughs> and then I got down another rabbit hole, and I probably should have talked about this when we did our Urban Legends episode, but I had never heard about the man from Torad. Have you heard about the no, man from No, I don't Torad? think so. What? You're kidding. I don't know. Like Maybe that? I have. Maybe Thanks. once you start talking about it, I might have heard. Okay. <laughs> so this is this is an urban legend, and I'm excited if you haven't heard about it. One of my favorite podcasters, Kendall Ray, had covered it, and I had caught it. So legend goes, in 1954, a man showed up at the Tokyo airport in Japan, and he had a passport. He went through customs. He had been flying, went through customs. When he got through customs, he had a passport from a country called Torad. He had a driver's license from a place called Torad. And customs wouldn't let him through because they're like, where's Torad? What is, what is this? Yeah. This isn't a place. And uh, he, he becomes very upset, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like, this is a place. What do you mean? On this guy, you know, he has all this documentation of who he is. Uh, he claims that Torad is a country that's been in, in existence for a thousand years. He's, he, you know, he has a, a license from there. He has currency on him, but it's from several different countries. And he says he's been traveling. They're perplexed. Customs is perplexed, and they're like, who is this guy? What is Tor? We can't let him into our country, right? right. We, we don't know who this guy is. So they get, a, they get a map out, and they're like, show us where Torad is. And he points in between France and Spain, right on the border. Mm -hmm. 
And obviously, there's no place on the map called Torad right there, right? And so before they release him, they're like, we got, we got to figure out what to do. They actually put him up in a hotel room and put heavy surveillance on the room. There's only one, one entrance and exit into this hotel room, and it's been guarded, right? They don't want to let this guy mm-hmm. go. So they set up some surveillance and watch him <laughs> when they go in the next morning he's gone oh boy. he's disappeared uh along with all the papers and everything that he had with him all the documentation he's gone weird so uh, exactly so this uh, it is an urban legend was did this happen and really, there was no news coverage of this happening in 1954. You would think that if, you know, this was a thing that definitely would be out there in the news. That What happened was the story ended up being published in a book called The Directory of Possibilities by Colin Wilson and John Grant in 1989. And so that was 35 years after this supposedly took place. These two people wrote about this in this book. There still is no proof that this happened. It did show up in another book called Strange But True, Mysteries and, and Bizarre People, written by Thomas Slemon. So there's different theories going on there with the man of Tored. And uh, first of all, have you heard about the man from Tored, Christine? No, I really, I don't, <laughs> I know. I really don't think I have. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad I found something that you haven't heard about, first of all. And it threw me into time travel. I think you can really go into this rabbit Mm -hmm. hole of time travel on the freaking internet, man. Especially on YouTube. Like, there are people on YouTube claiming that they are time travelers. Yeah. Right? (laughs) So I kind of got sucked into that whole world. Which was you know, fun to get sucked into, mm-hmm. right? And ended up watching a couple different, you know, things on there, a couple couple different people on there that say they've actually traveled through time. I did catch one thing that I was perplexed about. There's this guy on YouTube. Uh, I don't know his name offhand. I'm sure you can find this information out there. There's a Charlie Chaplin video do you know who charlie chaplin is right those old time yeah, movies yeah okay well there's this guy out there that released this video and it's it's like extras that were shot on this movie set and as this lady is walking by on the sidewalk she has a cell phone up up to her face yeah and so the and so everyone is you know seeing this video going what the hell obviously when they were filming Charlie Chaplin, you know, cell phones weren't a thing. Right. What the hell was that lady holding up to her face walking down the street? I think I've so there's seen a that. whole theory about time travel yeah. going on there that, you know, it is a thing. And then that takes you to the the theories of, you know, are you a back to the future believer where you can go back in time and maybe mess with what's, you know, to happen or are you more of like a 12 monkeys movie believer where 
what's done is done, mm. you know, something changed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just a, it's really weird theory. What I do know, what I, uh, I did try to get my daughter to watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Do you remember that? <laughs> I loved that friggin' movie. Yeah. I tried to get her to watch it, like, in middle school, I think, because she is a little history buff, and I knew she'd enjoy it. And then she was just home for a visit, like, last year on, on her home from college, and it was on. I'm like, this is what I wanted you to watch. And she actually sat down and watched it with me. I'm like, see, I knew you would love this. I loved that movie. So yeah, the, those were kind of the two. And then I did kind of start to go off. And uh, as I was doing my investigating, I got sucked into Amber Hagerman. I know you've heard of Amber Hagerman. She's the reason why we have Amber Alerts. Oh, okay. And that whole story is really sad. It's a nine-year-old girl who uh, was kidnapped and later found murdered in Arlington, Texas. But anyway, so I did a little bit of research on Amber, but I knew you had heard about, you know, her probably, obviously, but I thought it would be well mentioning that she is the reason why we have Amber Alerts. There is a creepy movie called Amber Alert. Have you seen it? No. Yeah, you need to watch it. I had seen it a while ago, and when I started reading about Amber, I caught it again, and it's definitely worth watching. So find Amber Alert. Is it and about watch it. her, or is it just no, like a No, it's not about her. Okay. It's about these two people in a car, and it's one of those movies where it's filmed from like a camera, you know, yeah. like Blair Witch or whatever. You're in their time, and they're, they're behind a car. And they see an Amber Alert and they realize that the car that they're driving, that they're behind is the car oh my gosh. that they just read about. Yeah. Really, really crazy. And you need How to watch it. How have I not it. seen this? I don't know. See, you did I have find no idea. something. Yay. I'm so, <laughs> like, the stress is off. Yeah. My shoulders, like, you don't even understand yeah. how hard I stressed trying to find something. But the man from Torad, even if he isn't a thing, you have not heard about him. And I did I know. my due diligence. Good job. Woo! Good job. What do you got for me, girl? Okay. This is a cold case murder of an Arizona couple. And it happened in, in 2003. Okay. I, I think... You know, the odds that you would have heard about this would be really slim. Same with me. Like, unless you're probably from Arizona, like, you're probably not going to hear about this. Might have been, like, on the national news once back then, right? But um, I, I didn't even find any, like, national headlines about this. The reason why this is so interesting is, again, it was kind of like a random crime, And it's just got enough of creepy element in it that I think you're going to like it. All right. Okay. So on October 17th, 2003, Brandon and Lisa, which were, was a couple that lived in Arizona, decided to celebrate their one year anniversary and they wanted to do what they had done when they first met, which was stargazing. And so they decided they were going to go camping. And Lisa, I I don't know how to pronounce her last name, and I'm probably going to butcher it. Lisa Guerrieri um, had actually never been camping before. Um, Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. So I know. 
And I always think that's weird. Um, Lisa was 19 at the time. I think it's weird because we live in Oregon. It's just kind of like what our go-to is. I think it is too. Yeah. Yeah. And to kind of tell you before we dive into like who they were as people and um, a little bit about them and their story, I just want to let you know that they were, um, they were found murdered um, in the back of their pickup truck and they had been shot. And their murder has never been solved. Have you heard the case? No, this was in Arizona? Yeah. What are their names? So Brandon Broombow and Lisa Gurrieri. No, I've never heard of this case. So good job, Christine. Thank you. Finding one I've never heard of. I'm pretty sure I just like massacred their last names. But um, if you Google like you know, cold case murder of Arizona couple, you'll find them. How did you find this case? Okay. Were you just on some rabbit hole? Like, what, how did you find it? Okay. So Reddit. I'm joining yes. a bunch of different, like, true crime things on Reddit. And even with Reddit that, to me is like Pinterest, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, when you get on there, you are in potential to friggin' be on there for hours and you go here and here like I can't I can't be on but without it like I I found out a bunch of cases that I would have never like okay good to know the other one that I I I potentially before we we go further in this I'll tell you like a couple of the ones that I really were thinking about doing which I want to see if you had heard of these really quick so the one there's two there's ones that you and I have already talked about that we wanted to cover, which hopefully we will in the future. But, okay, there's three. One is the case of, like, the fitness instructor who goes yes, to the church. Yes, I've heard of that case, and you and I have talked okay, about it. Okay, so we're going to have to do that one. The creepy video. Yes, of the person yes. in the SWAT gear. Okay, yes. I'm glad I didn't do that then. The other one is the Springfield 3 Springfield 3. Explain, explain. So it's a story of a mom, and I think it's her two daughters, and they literally go missing from their house. Oh, no. They've never been found. They were like the daughters. It might have been the daughter and her friend. Maybe, but I, they had gone to a party and they came back and that was like the last time anyone saw them. They went back to their house with the mom and the three of them were gone, literally. No, they've never, never been found. They left like their purse. The mom left her cigarettes, like everything. The cars were parked Hmm. in front still and the glow, like the light out front was broken. Mm -hmm. (gasps) I know. Okay, so Creepy. I'm so glad you haven't heard of that one. That's a good one. We'll we'll talk about that one okay. for sure. And then, then the other one that I one? um that I wanted to do was um <laughs> oh, slip your mind. Um, you got to write this shit down. I know, age, or it just is gone. <laughs> there there were so many that I almost so many. did because they were right there. Like, oh, okay. This is it. So it's a twin who for years has been trying to figure out her identical twin was killed. And she's been trying to find out who killed her twin 
Um, oh, so. that's so crazy because I tried to find a twin story for you. <laughs> like that was the route because you had twins. Yeah. So I'm like, ooh, I got to find a good twin story I she hasn't it heard of. of. That's so crazy. Yeah, I have twins. So yes. Um, this is a story of a sister who has like never given up on her twin sister who was like randomly shot in her oh. car. So they have like this timeline of her going, she went out to like a bar and hung out there and then she drove someone home and then she ended up in like a parking lot of a store and she was drinking in her car and was on her phone calling people in like the middle of the night and someone literally came up to her car and shot her and she got shot through the spine and her car she was able to get away and she like drove off and drove into like another parking lot and just like the car just like rolled and she she just died Ah. but they've never figured out who it was they've never solved it and her twin has like been trying to solve the crime for all these years it's just a so random crazy. like who done it story so maybe we'll cover that in the future maybe but i think it's funny that you and i were on the same twin <laughs> twin vibe it's so it's like weird. searching for one shout out to lily and maya <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay so let's keep going with this story sorry about my little like interruption no. but yeah We'll get back on the rhythm here. So the, this couple was celebrating their one-year anniversary. They lived together. Okay. They um, were reportedly, um, Lisa had told her mom that she was going to marry Brandon, that they actually had talked about getting married. So they were, sounds like they were in a pretty committed relationship to each other um, and were really looking forward to going out and and kind of recreating their first date they borrowed a pickup truck an f-150 ford f-150 from lisa's mom and Mm. lisa's mom said that she was like apprehensive to lend them the pickup truck because it um, needed an oil change but she lent it to lisa anyway and told her to you know take take blankets and and you know if anything came up came up to give her a call and to stay safe right she kind Mm -hmm. of was a little bit apprehensive but she lent her the truck and you know told them to have a good time so they headed to a place that was about 30 miles north of phoenix um it was called bumblebee road and it's about two miles from the interstate And they ended up parking, um, like, in a dirt parking area. I think it must have been a pretty common, like, camping area. I think it was probably pretty well known. Yeah, and so when they didn't come back home the next day, you know, their family was, like, alerted. They were supposed to be home the next day early in the morning on Saturday. So this was a Friday night their family kind of kicked it into gear and started looking for them. And I don't think that they knew exactly where they were camping, but they kind of mm. had a hunch that to look at Bumblebee Road and and found them in the bed of the pickup truck. I'm not sure who of the family or friends actually found the bodies, but they found them in their sleeping bags with multiple gunshot wounds to the head. Oh, um, okay. 
the really interesting thing and the creepy, creepy part of this was about a hundred feet from the scene, they found their disposable camera. And when they developed the film, there was a picture of each one of them. So it was like the last known photo of them. And they were like someone they were sitting in the bed of the truck and these photos are out there and I'm going to post them on our Instagram. And this is what really sucked me into this case, because without this part, it just is another kind of like strange and random act. Right. Right. Which is sad and scary. And it's like that we hear about it every day. Yeah. But also it's the reason why it's freaky and scary to go camping, because these random yes. things, random killings happen, right? So on the... Now, is this picture, you? someone took this picture of them sitting there together? Or it's her taking a picture of him? Yes. Or what? It looks like they both switched cameras and okay. like, here, take one of me and I'll take one of you. And okay. it, it looked kind of like, then you'll get this picture to remember me or I mean, maybe they didn't Mm. uh, back then really want to do a selfie with the disposable camera. Um, Was there even selfies back? I I mean, I think so. Or we remember ever turning the camera on never like and doing that. I never. Yeah, we definitely. Yeah. So this was a picture of that. They were that they definitely took of like each other in the bed of the truck. And it's kind of sweet. They look like really like personal in a way like not Mm. not flirty really but like it looked like a a picture that you would take for each other like to give to each other to kind of remember the night or whatever and they both just look like a couple yeah like here we are and um so I'm gonna post those those pictures because that's what kind of sucked me into this story was it was creepy like those are the last photos and on the camera was another photo and it's a photo of a light fixture in like a building and they've never been able to figure out where it was from was it after the pictures of i don't know if it was before or after but that's another interesting question like it would be really creepy if it was after well yeah for whatever reason this photo is like a photo of interest and i'm gonna try to find it because i've seen it and i'll try to post the photo of the the light fixture they've been trying to figure out where where that was taken at. And I think there was sort of an assumption that whoever the killer was thought that maybe they had broken the camera by like throwing it or something, but it hadn't actually broken. Um, Hmm. Also missing. So, so let me backtrack. There was no signs of sexual assault. There was no signs of um, robbery, anything like that. You said they were in their sleeping bags when they were shot. That's Um, creepy. And one thing that was missing was, um, a video camera that they had brought along and the video camera case was there, but the video camera was gone. That's creepy. I know. Ew. So I picture like this person, like maybe even videotaping them. Yes. I have all these like things from all the movies I've seen. Um, And then taking that 
for a souvenir. Ugh. Creepy. Yeah, that's the creepy part of it all that has, that like really intrigued me. So after this, you know, after Lisa and Brandon were discovered, the police ended up questioning people that were camping in the area. Um, Mm -hmm. And there were around a thousand people staying in the area at the time. Oh, wow. That's a lot. And it says that police investigated many of the people, but there were like, you know, there were no leads. A thousand people are a lot. Um, Yeah. The police also asked for, you know, the public's help to track down the tip, any tips and leads. And also, you know, if you think about just the impact of this, like on people's fears right so the police wanted to do what they could to sort of like tamp down the fears of campers and residents and didn't really like say or not say whether or not this was a random act right because that's the scariest part just like when we were talking about david michael grubbs like the idea that you know here's this well-known area there's thousands of campers around and there's this random act of violence, right? What are the freaking odds that it would happen to these two people celebrating their one year freaking anniversary out there, taking pictures of each other, having a good time. And then this fucking happens. It sounds like maybe they went to bed and this happened, which is creepy. I know. Anytime the camping is a part of it, it puts a whole other, and I think it's because we've been camping so many times, right? And you and I are scared of the dark. It's so the, it's the it's our worst fear, right? Like, as yeah. humans, we're supposed to, in a perfect world, like go out and be able to enjoy the wilderness and stargaze and sleep under the stars. I mean, yeah. I've done that before. I've slept out, you know, on a by a lake or outside. I mean, you, you want to believe that you can do that and we should be able to, but this is the, the prime reason why we, (laughs) we can't, you can't, you just can't people. Yeah. Yeah, I want to tell you really quickly about who Lisa and Brandon were. Um, Lisa was known to brighten everyone's day. Uh, She was beautiful inside and out. And that was uh, her mother described her that way before Mm. the, the crime, uh, she had graduated high school and her plan was to become a wedding planner. Um, she was like, fun. I've always wanted to do that too. Like I've always thought that would be a fun occupation. She worked for like the, um, power and water company there Mm -hmm. in, in Phoenix. Um, SRP is what it's called. I had to look it up, but it's the salt water. Salt River Project Power and Water was where she worked. I don't know exactly what she did there, but she obviously had, like, plans for her future. And people kind of described how she would come in in the mornings and just say good morning to everybody. And she was super friendly. And she was one of those. I know. (laughs) I love her. (laughs) I'm like. I'm definitely. Yeah, I'm not one of those. I could only do that if I had my coffee with me. That is the only way. I admire those ones that, you know, do that. But it's no. I know. It's not my jam, She (laughs) seems. Seems so, so nice. Um, Brandon was a student at Arizona State. 
his plan was to eventually own his own gym. He, I guess, went from being like a thin, tall dude to like a muscular guy who worked as a physical trainer, which is actually kind of interesting, too, in terms of like him being able to protect himself. Um, and no, no sign of struggle no, going on. I don't here. think so. Like they were literally inside their sleeping bags. There were also um, no signs of like drug and alcohol use. So I, you know, that isn't like a factor that was involved in terms of like, were they exposed to, or were, you know, were their inhibitions down or anything because they sure. were like drinking that night. It says that there were no drug and alcohol or signs of that anywhere. They weren't meeting Jeez. up with anyone who was selling them something. So there was nothing like that tied to this crime. What's really sweet about this is they had originally wanted to go to Disneyland for their anniversary, <gasps> but they couldn't afford Dang. it. He, Brandon, treated Lisa like a queen. That's what, how he was described. And at first, you know, they wondered if it was like a suicide. Oh, yeah, but there was no murder weapon found, right? Nothing. I never heard anything about a murder weapon being found. There is, um, you know, the local news, the, the news report that I watched was done pretty well and actually the anchor was interviewing uh, Lisa's uncle he speaks really highly of her I've also seen some footage of Lisa's mom um, as well and and I'm going to post an article that that I got a lot of this information from the newscast report also was really good and really you know honoring of Lisa and, and her memory Yeah, so they found no evidence of robbery or a sexual assault. No drugs or alcohol were involved. And these people literally had no enemies. Um, And so to this day, like, nothing has been solved. I just read that Lisa's mom, Paula, requested... Um, the like her daughter's cell phone and the police said that until the case is solved or reaches 25 years unsolved they will not give back any evidence Mm. Um, so in the article that I read her mom said that you know she kind of giggled at that at first because she's like there's no way this is going to go for 25 years but at the point that I read in the article it had already been 14 years and so she was just like stunned right that um they hadn't had answers nothing so um I'm gonna just like this is really bizarre but I am realizing that um Today is October 18th. This happened October 17th. Oh, wow. That's crazy. We, I just got chills. We uh, we could have timed it and recorded this yesterday had I, like, realized that it was so close that, but to the still, anniversary. But wow. What year did this happen again? 2003. Okay. I know you said that. Um, Ugh. I, I want... I want to say that if anybody has any info, there is still like a $10,000 reward. There's a friggin' video out there, dude. Like this, I know. whoever did this has a fucking video of it out there. They have the video camera. I, I'm guessing they were probably being watched by someone. 
I would think maybe. That is creepy. I mean, right? Someone kind of must have been watching them to track like who they were and what they were doing and maybe waited until they fell asleep to be able to come up on them like that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, because it sounds like um, he definitely would have fought whoever it was off. So, but to be inside their sleeping bags and both be shot, was it maybe two people? I don't know anything about like, I did not find anything about the murder weapon, about the type of gun, about any of that. I didn't find any information. So there could be more in that area to, to look into or to research. Um, but as far as I know, they didn't find the murder weapon. Um, yeah, there is a $10,000 reward. If you have any information, the number is 1-800-932-3232. There's also a number that's anonymous, um, called from, it's set up through the silent witness. That number is 480-948-6377. Awesome. Um, what'd you, what'd you think, Kim? Well, I mean, thanks for finding one that... (laughs) that stumped me. Uh, no, I had never heard about them. That's sad. You know, know, again, was this a random thing? Creepy that that video camera is still out there. Yeah. That's creepy. That's really scary. The disposable camera too. Yeah. Um, but also the video, just knowing that that's out there, that's also pretty promising. I mean, whoever has that is, you know, maybe arrogant enough to do something with it yeah. someday or brag about the crime or whatever. So that's promising to me. Really scary and sad that these people were just starting out their lives and celebrating their one year anniversary and never expecting this to happen. You know, and, no. then it, and, and then look what happened. Really crazy. And I think why we get so fascinated and pulled down with these stories is because they're unsolved. And it's just this, I don't know about you, but I just get this feeling in my gut every time I read about stories like this. And it's just this ache, like, mm-hmm. that just sits there and festers, you know, yeah. and eats away at you. Really sad. Yeah. But good one. Good job finding it. Yeah. I mean, again, we're we're doing what we can to, to put that energy out there for these cases that um, are unsolved and and just tragic, right? Like uh, just another case. Maybe of, ones you haven't heard of. Yeah, like Exactly. And I think exactly. unless you are local, you know, and you live in the state or you lived in the area, like you, mm-hmm. I've never heard of it, which made it really fun. But it definitely had like that creepy element to it that that you and I both like and I'm gonna post the pictures and so um okay perfect adds. I mean there's do. a photo of the truck there's a photo of um them as a couple you know at, together mm-hmm. in a photo there's some video out there of Lisa singing apparently she was quite quite a good singer she would sing in the choir she sang at a, her uncle's wedding um, her mm. uncle actually had raised her after her dad died of cancer. So she was very close to the uncle. Um, and his name is Mike. So, yeah. Yeah, post that stuff uh, so we can all see okay. it and definitely check it out. Okay. But, yeah, good job. Good job. This was really fun, Kim. I'm, I like... Place. 
doing an episode that's a little more fun. I mean, yes, the topics were heavy and... I know. <laughs> they were very heavy and gruesome. <laughs> and maybe we'll make sure to mention that, that these ones also have, you know, a little bit of violent, obviously. Dude, my triggers. man from Torad wasn't that gruesome. <laughs> I tried to lighten it up with my man from Torad. I love you know? it. It's the fact that we're like trying to find like cases we haven't heard and they turn out to be like pretty disturbing, right? Exactly. That's what... And that's what happened. I was like, oh, I'm going to find some twins, like an evil <laughs> twin story. And then, oh, it's Halloween. I need to find like an evil Halloween story. So yeah. um, then I got sucked down to the time travel mode. So which, man... You can get really sucked into time travel and all those theories. Yeah. That might be one that we sit my dad down and talk about. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could see my dad wanting to talk about that. So. Uh, Kim, I also posted on the Instagram this week. I don't know if you saw, but I posted a picture of my basement. So, oh, I didn't. I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah, so um, the infamous you know, we're, basement we keep talking. It doesn't about. look as messy as that picture. I've actually kind of picked up a little. bit. I hope you caught like a creepy one, a creepy picture. Like, yeah, <laughs> I think it, it is. Out. I mean, come on, it. You know, it's creepy. So yeah, there's it's it's not hard to catch a creepy photo. All you have to do is open your basement and the door, door is and take super a picture. Squeaky. It's like the. The quintessential creepy basement. Yeah, definitely. Is in your house, I dude. Know. I try to pretend <laughs> it's, it's not there. Did you get your tortillas? I did. Like, I threw those away. Oh, good. I know. Yay. At least you got, at least you got down there, know. you know? And I didn't fall and I didn't get pushed, so we're good. No shadow No shadow people. people. You had the light on, I had the light sure, on. when yep. you went to had the light oh, on. Thank God. All right. Well, I'm glad you made it back. And uh, stay tuned. We have some fun stuff coming up. Don't forget to email us. And thank you for listening. We're we're so, so glad we got to spend this time with you guys. And Kim, I'm glad I got to spend it with you. I know. I'm glad I stumped you at least with one, I'm glad with I stumped one you story. Too. Even though it might not be a true story. It was at least <laughs> something you had never heard of. Yeah. Right? All right. All right, Christine. I love you. I love you too, girl. Okay. All right. That was good.